Side one is calm, non-abusive, although highly fragmented. Side two is schizophrenic. Welcome to episode 25 of There's Still Time, the AFTN podcast. I'm Michael McCall. And I'm Steve Pander. And we're recording today from BC Place after the Vancouver Whitecaps end their season, defeating the Colorado Rapids 3-0 on three goals by Camilo. Uh, a couple interesting storylines also. YP Lee's final game. Sam Udukubi's first game. What stood out to you today, Michael? Well, they certainly been out with a bang. It was nice to see. And I, I think that it was a great storyline. It's kind of out with the old and with the new and a fullback sense. YP Lee plays his last game and retires. Sam Adekugbe makes his debut and there's definitely going to be one for the future for the Whitecaps. And I just thought it was great. And I thought Sam just played fantastic. I thought he had an excellent game. He, he, he exactly, I, I tweeted this out. He showed exactly what Harvey should have done a couple times, like especially on that to- one Torres play where he completely dispossessed him of the ball. And he's exactly what the Whitecaps need. I think, I, and the thing is, to be all honest, Colorado and had everything to play for in this game. They had a chance to go up to third place uh, with a win. Or, or at least a home... A home playoff game. Play-in yeah. game, it's like... So I was really surprised with how Colorado played because I, I expected them to really go for it. Obviously, Vancouver's play took a lot of that down, so I mean, that, that was good to see as well. So, uh, Camilo's three goals. Uh, obviously, he got the first one, and the second one basically cinched them the, uh, the golden boot based on assists. He picked up the third goal, too, on a nice uh, pass by Russell Tybert. Everybody's going to be talking about him. How about a couple other players that you thought were good today? I thought Osted had a good game. He had a couple of good saves. There was that one in the first half where he made the parry and then he recovered well and, and kind of stopped on the line. So hopefully that's put, put an end to some of his doubters that he is a really good keeper and he's going to be a good keeper for the Whitecaps in MLS. Yeah, and then uh, also I, I think another player who showed well, we talked about Russell Tyber's assist. I thought he played off the ball well. And everything he was he was kind of commanding. I thought Ria Coca really kind of was invisible for most of the game. I didn't notice yeah, him at all I, on the pitch. I didn't notice him at all either. And who knows that might be his last ever game for for Vancouver. We'll, we'll kind of come to some of those stories later on. Going back to Tiber, I thought the way that Tiber and Ada could be linked up on the left was excellent, and that could be something that we see a lot more of next season. Yeah, definitely. And even a couple times with Adekubi was down in the deep in the Colorado in the final third and everything. Um, he linked up also well with Kakuta, and they had a couple of good interactions uh, down that right left side. Kakuta as well. I think today he had a couple of good runs. He won the penalty. I'm still not 100% convinced that he can be a starter week in, week out for the Whitecaps next year. I, I agree with you 100%. They need to bring in somebody. Like if Kenny Miller is gone, which a lot of... A lot of us think he might be gone. 
if he is gone, then you bring in a, somebody to replace him and have Kakuda as your first or second option off the bench, whether it's on a wide midfield position or as that second striker. It's not really too much more I want to say about the game, so let's play you some audio from the dressing room. We're going to hear from Jay Demerit, Sam Barikugbe, YP Lee, going boot winner Camillo, and of course, in what could be his last game in charge of the Whitecaps, head coach Martin Rennie. I think it's well deserved, you know. Uh, throughout a long season, it takes a consistent goal scorer to win the Golden Boot. You know, uh, these, these things aren't by fluke. So, uh, again, it shows the qualities that Camilo has and brings to our team. Uh, he, was, he was the most important player for us this year. He was the only all-star we had. You know, again, and these are all credits to his development. He was our player of the year's first season, and he's continued that. And you, and you ask your players to stay consistent and to help lead, and he's done that for us all season long. Well, I, as a team, we came into to tonight making sure that this was what we wanted to happen. And, uh, again, there was an effort behind that. There was... Uh, uh, a lot of emotion, I think, on, on a lot of different occasions tonight. Uh, of course, Sam coming in for his first game, YP leaving with his last, and uh, and there's still a lot of things on the line as far as the season goes, especially with Camilo and us finishing on the right foot. Um, all these all these things carry through and, and make sure that um, you know, as an organization and as a team, you're moving forward. And uh, you know, you could have easily given up. We could have easily. You know, said, oh, well, that was a good season. We'll carry, we'll carry on and, and go from there. But we want to end on the right note because, uh, you know, it's a team that cares and it's a team that wants to get better. And uh, tonight proved that. So hopefully, again, we can take that in. The fans can take that in. And we, and we make sure we start the season on that same positive note. It was really exciting. Uh, once I got a few touches on the ball, I just felt confident. And I was able to do some of the stuff I can do best. But overall, I think it was definitely a great experience. I saw you talking to Jay coming off halftime. What was he saying to you? He was just saying, oh, it was a good half. Just keep doing the right stuff. And then if you have the chance to go forward, then go forward. But just just know that you're a defender first, and hopefully things will fall in place. Growing up as a kid, I remember talking to my brother. I wanted to make my debut by at least 18 years old. So this has to be one of the best experiences in my career. Um, it's just a start, but hopefully things will come in the future. Your teammates were up watching you. You put two residency games left. Now, what, what can you take back to the squad to share with them from your experiences? Just to show them that it's just another a stepping ladder that I mean we're able to get to that position so just to show them that we can do what they can do it's just got to build ourselves as players become more confident work in the things you need to work best on and things will open up and I just felt that coming from the residency just goes to show that the things that, that have been done in the residency are helping me get into this first team environment so hopefully a lot of guys can come through did your family come in from Calgary yeah my dad and my brother is here I just saw him after the game and I just had almost started crying because it's something I've wanted so long as something he's wanted for me too so I was very happy for them to come. It took you a while to uh, wave to the residency boys up there. Were you ignoring them? Or what you no, no, I was trying to get to them before, but they weren't looking at me, and then I was able to give them a high five and do one of our celebrations we did in playoffs. So it was good seeing them, and it was good for me to realize that I was once in those stands and now I'm playing on the field, and it just makes me realize that things can come true if you just work hard and you persevere. I have uh, retired from soccer tonight, but I'm feeling so happy this moment because... Uh, because uh, it is exactly what I wanted to do retirement from when I was young. So I have retired from in my career with a great team and such nice people, you know. Well, I cannot find out more than more good word than thanks now. So I really, I want to say really appreciate all the people, especially our fans and 
So, so the last two years, I, I, I will never forget. I will never forget last two years in Bangkok in my life. So, this club will remain in my mind as my team at all the times. Uh, it's very important for me because you know no one know how important it's for me for my family. And when it started the season, no one believe just me, my family, and I believe in God and work hard for get that one. So you really felt like you had something to prove. Yes, yes, no improve because last two season like the first season like the top score on the team the MVP last year in the top assist we make the playoffs like just there we have more goals than me and this year we didn't make the playoffs but the life is like that and I'm very proud like tonight the players like help me a lot give me a lot of chance I, for sure like easy score five goals I miss but I'm very happy we win it's very disappointing season for us because we don't make the playoffs but we we won the Cascadian Cup like disappointed we didn't win the Canadian Cup because I think we deserve we play very well that game here but the soccer like that sometimes you play very well we don't win sometimes you play like not very good soccer but we won I thought he did a great job I think uh, you know real credit goes to um, the, the people who work in our academy and you know most recently uh, Gordon has been working with them very closely and um, I thought he he really strolled through the game, you know, he did extremely well, he hardly put a foot wrong. Um, the thing that's exciting for us is we've got another kid in, in our system, who a right back called Ethan Sampson, who can do the same as Sam, I believe, he does the same every day in training, so the, the future is extremely bright for us in those positions and, and the, the athleticism that Sam showed is, you know, I think part of why we got a clean sheet today. Mark, what's your mindset going <laughs> uh, Well, I suppose it's, um, you know, we finished the season uh, really well tonight. I think that the margins this season have been so small. Um, you know, I look at San Jose won nine and tied three of their last 14 games and didn't make the playoffs. So it's one of those years where teams have, have done extremely well. And I think that we have, you know, I was talking to the players the other day and we were always very harsh on ourselves and we're our biggest critics. And we feel that um, we haven't really underperformed this year. We feel like we've actually done extremely well. Obviously, we want to do better. Um, but we know that it takes time to build a team. And we've now got to the point where we're very close to doing that. It's extremely exciting uh, going forward. Uh, you know, the, the ticket sales are better than they've ever been. The fan support's better than it ever has been. And we've got young players coming through that are starting in our first team and doing extremely well. So I think we're just extremely excited uh, about what the team can do and what it can be. Um, and, you know, we look at how far it's come in a short space of time. And, and, you know, we look forward to what it can become in the future. So Martin Rennie, will this be his last game in charge, do you think? I think uh, everything points to yes. Um, I think he's saying the right things as though he's making it look like uh, more, he's being more dramatic with if it's going to go down or not. But I, I don't see how it it, it it doesn't happen. I know it's a, it's a great way to end the season at 3 nothing, but there were too many missed opportunities early in the year where he could have fixed something and he didn't do it. Like uh, somebody was mentioning on Twitter that they might have made the playoffs if they played in a 4-4-2 diamond all year or part of the year or switched to it early. I kind of agree with it, but I know you disagree with that, but I, I, I kind of do agree with that, with that sentiment. The danger with that, though, is, I mean, one of the big criticisms of, sort of Rennie and his team and the way that everything was set out is that other, other teams worked the white caps out really easily. Now, the thing is, 
if we had gone in any formation, we could have been worked out quite easily. And it's just whether we have the personnel to play that. And we, we played well in June when we didn't play the diamond. We played well with a 4-3-3 formation when Tybert was on fire. And I know we didn't have some of the strongest opponents, but the team were clicking and firing on all cylinders. So clearly the 4-3-3 formation worked. Where I think we went wrong is we were too rigid and we actually have to have a couple of different formations, yeah. not just a rigid formation for the whole season. No, I do totally agree with that. Like if they caught on to the 4-4-2, Diamond switch it up in-game maybe even and go to a 4-3-3. It seems like they're using that for, uh, the personnel to use that the formation, so why not switch it up and, uh, you know, like because last week Colorado seemed to have figured it out, but this week they didn't. I think it, more, it was more the altitude last week, so... We'll see what happens next year, see if somebody comes up with uh, a different formations and different uh, looks for the team. The, the writing does certainly seem to be on, on the wall for Martin Rainey. And I know that fan reaction is kind of mixed. A lot of people want to give him another chance. There's the whole don't be like TFC thing, which I talked about in Whitecaps Daily on Monday. It's like it's completely pointless. It's like comparing apples and oranges. We have given him two years. We've increased in points. I'm not going to go through all this points and how it's not even that much again. But I haven't seen enough progress to, to make me feel that he's the right man for the job. So who do you think is going to be the right man for the job? Because everything that we're hearing, and we're hearing it from a number of different people now, is it's going to be Frank Yallop. It could be him. Uh, there are some other options. I think they, whoever they do bring in needs some MLS experience. The one thing about Yallop, I was, uh, we were commenting during the game, I watched their goals from 2012 and I know he gets the bad rap of hoofing the ball up but there are a lot of crosses that were sent in from wide areas I don't know maybe he maybe it was also the dimensions that they were working with that's the reason why they were playing that kind of game so um, you got to figure that if he maybe plays on a bigger pitch maybe has a different uh, personnel that maybe he will play a different system and the thing is is players he brought into San Jose there there were some good quality players there that and that and that they might be players that can fit with the Whitecaps and what they want to do. I, I liked how San Jose did play last year, and I, I found it exciting. I'm not sure, though, that some of, his, some of his playing style and the more robust thing, which I love, would go down very well in the city because there's a lot of people that might not appreciate that. But at the end of the day, you have a winning team in the park. That's all that matters to me. And you got to change it up too. You got you can't just go possession all the way up the field because players are going to shoot. Sometimes you got to go over top of them, and, and it's the same thing uh, with other sports. You just can't, you know, juke it all your way up the field. You have to sometimes throw the long bomb, um, to use an f- American football term. Uh, you have to do that in order to keep the defense honest and keep them guessing on what you want to do. The other thing with Yallop is he's had all this time off, so he's had a chance to watch the Whitecaps games. He's going to have watched every single game. He's going to know the players inside and out, so he's already going to know what players he wants to keep here next season, who has the potential, who has the the skill to play in the kind of game that he wants to play. So I think all that's going to be, be plus points. Looking at his backroom staff, looking at the current backroom staff, do you see the likes of Paul Ritchie, Carl Robinson, Marys Rovda, do you think that they'll they'll survive the axe if Rennie goes? I think uh, some of them have uh, chances. I think Paul Ritchie might not because he is like linked with Martin Rennie more as the second he came in with him. Carl Robinson might have a chance to survive if because he was brought in as kind of an MLS kind of uh, guy with experience in the league. Um, so it all depends. Marys Rovda, I'm not sure about him either. Maybe the Whitecaps like him. So I think 
uh, if Randy goes, I think Richie for sure goes, um, even though I don't know if he deserves it or not. The other, the other two might have chances, but maybe they do a clean sweep and get rid of everybody. I, I, I think, unfortunately, that Paul Ritchie will go, and I'll be sad to see that because I'd, I've always enjoyed talking to Paul, not just because he's Scottish, but I think he, he knows the game inside and out. He's played at the top level, and the players respect him, and I think he's an excellent coach, and he will go on and, and do well. I'd love to have him uh, as manager at East Fife if, if things don't work out and he decides to head back to Scotland. Marius Rovda, I like him. Again, the players like him, but you do have to wonder, will Joe Cannon get a goalkeeping coach's job? He, Frank Yallop obviously knows him really, really well, and he's been helping out a lot with the residency this season, so I think that could be, be something that could be looked at. Yeah, and uh, Joe Cannon might be goalkeeper coach, but I think that also that he has options to, because he seems to really be interested, in, I listened to the pre-game show today, he seems to be really interested in the development of players and everything, so maybe he gets a position there, not as a coach, but maybe as a, a director of development or something like that. I think they do need somebody that is strong and has a good idea of what that needs to happen in order to develop the residency players and get them from that level to the first team. The last coach, of course, is Carl Robinson. And it was interesting today when Camilo scored that second goal, he made a beeline straight for Carl Robinson. And we'll, we'll play what he actually said about Carl Robinson in a minute, but the players really respect Carl Robinson. He's done that, Russell Tybert did that when he scored earlier this season. Carl Robinson seems to have a lot of respect in that current Whitecaps dressing room. And I think he is somebody that may be kept around next year. I, and I think, I, I, I thought this a couple of years ago, because, and I'll admit, we were talking about uh, on Twitter with Russell Beresford, who um, wrote an article, he was lamenting about how he wrote an article about comparing uh, Martin Rennie to some famous coaches like Arsene Wenger and some others. I was, and I was remembering that, at that time, I thought Martin Rennie wasn't going to last here three years because I thought he might move on to a better job. Um, I thought he would be successful here. And I thought Carl Robinson was being groomed to be the next coach if Martin Rennie were to move on. So that's where I, I do agree with you that I think Carl Robinson has respect and I think even has respect of the organization. And as I alluded to there, Camilo was waxing lyrical about the, the Welshman after the game and put a lot of his success this season to, down to his teammates, but also down to, to, to coach Carl. So th this is what he said directly after the game. Like, I'm very proud because I like train hard every single day. Like, the coaching staff helped me a lot, especially Robo. After training, I say, Robo, please help me with some finish. And every single day he's there with me, helping me a lot. And when I, like, miss the opportunity, don't shoot on target, he shoot on target, make the goalie, make a save. And this helped me a lot and give confidence to me and the players too. Like, tonight is unbelievable, like, how many opportunities I have. And I just want to say thanks for the all players have the whole season. So that's all we're really going to talk about for, for this game. And we're going to have a number of special roundtable podcasts coming up in November and December, including the whole end of season review. And there's going to be a lot of stuff up on AFTN this week. There was stuff last week about our end of season review, what players we want to keep, what we want to see in the future, all that kind of stuff. So check that out and watch for future podcasts. The one thing that brings all this to head now is the fact that we're not in the playoffs but 10 teams have made the playoffs so let's do a, a little quick ending of the show by just a, a chat about what's going to come in the month of November and who we'd like to see do well in the playoffs who we think will do well and just a little bit about that so first of all Steve 
first question to ask you, who would you like to see in the MLS Cup final? Not who do you think will get there, but first of all, who would you like to see? Okay, so out of the Western Conference, let's eliminate the obvious teams, uh, uh, Seattle and Portland. Don't want to see any of those two teams make the finals. And then obviously the Galaxy have won it twice in a row. Just get to, they, they're kind of getting boring, so don't want to see them have any kind of dynasty. So I guess out of the West, that eliminates them. Maybe RSL or Colorado are the two teams that are probably would like to see if anybody in the in the finals. Well, we know now that Seattle and LA drew one all tonight. And what that means is Seattle have finished fourth, Colorado have finished fifth. So that's going to be the play-in game. And if Seattle win that, they are going to play Portland Timbers in the first round. So my dream of both Portland and Seattle having first round exits could still happen if Colorado can actually raise their game better than we saw tonight. But if they don't, Portland-Seattle in a two-legged playoff game is just going to be absolutely amazing. It would be good to see them maybe even uh, destroy each other enough that whoever even comes out alive uh, doesn't, won't, be able to, won't have enough to make the finals. I would really like to see Colorado out of the five teams in the West. Colorado is the team that I want to see make the MLS Cup final just because I thought they've played exciting football this year. They've had a, some really good young guys in Deshaun Brown and Dylan Powers and I like Clint Irwin as well. I think he's been a fantastic goalkeeper. And out of the, the other four teams, I really don't like them. A lot of hate for some of those teams. So for me, Colorado would be the team that I want to do there. I think it's going to be LA though. I think they'll get past Real Salt Lake. And then as you say, Portland and Seattle, they might just leave everything on the pitch in, in that two-legged semi if that is how it, how it matches up. And then they've got nothing left for the final. So I think LA will get in again. In the Eastern Conference, I'm cheering for Sporting Kansas City. I really like the club, love the stadium, love the atmosphere, love how they've rebranded them and rebuilt the club up and made them a powerhouse in MLS. They've got some great players. I love Aurelian Collin. He's a guy I would dearly love to have, using the word love a lot for Kansas City, but I dearly love to have him in our back line. I just think he's fantastic. And I like the way that they play as well. And again, looking at the other teams in the East, a lot of them are quite objectionable. New England Revolution, how can you like them? They're just not an exciting team at all. Houston, I know you, you've got your thoughts on Houston. Yeah, I'm just not a big fan. They've already lost twice in a row, and it's the same thing with LA. I don't want to I want to see somebody different in the finals. And they've no longer got Adam Muffet, so yeah. I don't care. And and the one team I definitely don't want to see, obviously, is uh, Limpac to the, the, um, the Montreal oh, team. I, I've already Lim, counted Limpact. them out. And the, the good thing, like, watching all the games today, and it looked at one point, up at halftime of the Chicago-New York game, Montreal were out of the playoffs and that was fantastic until New York stepped it up in the second half but I think Montreal I don't know what it is with Canadian clubs it's as if we don't want to make the playoffs we want to make it as difficult as possible so they finished fifth in their second year yeah. Whitecaps finished fifth in their second year so they're no better than us points yeah but who cares about points they're just no better than us and I think they're going to have a first round exit just like we did last year they have to face they have to travel to Houston which won't be an easy task for them to play in the heat and everything if there is heat still in November Uh, but uh, it will be a difficult task for them to to play them Um, the two other again by elimination I don't I don't mind sporting I agree with you they have a lot of teams the only thing I don't like about them is if I don't want to see Teal Bunbury hoisting the cup at all Um, so I guess my team will be the New York Red Bulls which will be amazing Um, also because of the fact that 
they're they have become now the underdog team in New York with the new uh, expansion club coming soon and with all their money. I'm pretty sure MLS would love to have New York winning it this year and next year just so that they've got that rivalry right away when the, when the new New York team comes in. But I, I've just never liked New York. I don't like how they get all the big players and this, like LA, the special exceptions made so that they can sign some of these guys. But but they do have five homegrown players, and they, and they, and you know what? This year they haven't got the they haven't really signed. They've only got Henri and Cahill really as except like big name I guess, players. But it's I, not and and those two yes Henri obviously for the Irish they, he's a little bit uh, deplorable. Yeah. But any any. Celtic brothers out there, we still haven't forgiven. And but uh, Cahill seems like a decent guy. He's not. Uh, he's not like a Landon Donovan type or anything like that. And maybe you can correct me on well, that. His, I his, his brother's not the best. So so I think I think the Red Bulls are you know, will be my de facto team, only because of the Teal Bunbury issue. Yeah, it's hard to kind of cheer on any team that has Teal Bunbury, but maybe he'll get injured, so that, that there's always that plus. But with New York, I was going to make that point as well, it's great that they've got those homegrown players, and I think it's a message to the Whitecaps that you can promote these players. It's five or six that they've got on their roster off the top of my head. I, I don't know how many minutes they've played, but they've, they've consistently shown that they have faith in their academy and that they're bringing these players on, and this is what the Whitecaps need to do if we want to have a decent future in MLS hopefully get rid of one if not both of our first round draft picks which we now know is going to be the third pick for Toronto and with the win today Vancouver's now got the, the seventh so I mean they can't even do that right they can't have the lowest they could have had going into this weekend we could have had two and five and now we've got three and seven so it's not ideal but hopefully they're going to trade both of those or at least one of them but let, let's not talk too much about that just now as I say we've got a number of round tables coming up for later this year so I think we'll just wrap this up just now, Steve. Sure. So tell everyone where we can find you online. Well, uh, you can find me on Twitter at, at WhitecapsBeat, and I write for Canadian Soccer News at AFTN. And I also write for AFTN on Canadian Soccer News if the site comes back up, which it should be this week. But as long as you go to AFTN.ca, it'll take you either to CSN or to Blogger, and you can read all our stuff. So I'm Michael McCall. You can find me on Twitter at AFTN Canada. Thanks for listening. It's getting a little bit noisy here at BC Place because there's a party going on. There was an awful lot of celebrations today, which I thought was a little bit strange considering that the Whitecaps hadn't actually won anything and they hadn't achieved any of their goals. Well, they did win the Cascadia Cup, but they didn't win their first two, two goals or objections, which was the playoffs and the Voyagers Cup. But there's always next year to, to look forward to. So we'll see what 2014 brings, but one thing is for certain, it's going to be... It's going to be a, an off-season of a lot of change and a lot of upheaval once again, so let's see what happens. Thanks for listening over the course of the season. We're not finished yet, so until next time, take care and mon the caps. One day I shall come back. Yes, I shall come back. Until then, there must be no regrets, no tears, no anxieties. Just go forward in all your beliefs and prove to me that I am not mistaken in mine. Ten minutes left, yeah, but-